hard guy to get a hold of. Yeah, I'm so sorry about that, man. We have <laughs> just had our heads down here trying to get this uh, IRB approved, and it's been just all hands on deck. So. Ain't stressing my name right now because ain't everything straight. I'm feeling so great, but think of my makeup for this wonderful day. Ain't tripping on them right now because ain't everything straight. I'm feeling so great, but think of my makeup for this wonderful day. What's up, guys? Sergeant G here from the Stone Vet, man. Happy Friday to you guys. Like I said, man, it's always Friday here at the Stone Vet. The weather's always nice. You always got the ocean going off in the background, man. Serving in the core, the ocean's always close. That's what we do is always play in the water, man. I am so lucky today, man. I got to reach out to Mr. Brian Buckley, CEO of Hellman Valley, Valley Grove Company, dude. This guy's another jarhead like me, man. He's been doing some crazy things. He's got to do a lot of crazy things serving, serving in our beloved core, man. But now he's moved on to bigger, better things, man. He's actually started a cannabis company that's actually doing research to help us veterans to try to legalize this wonderful plant that I keep talking about on every episode, man. You guys always wonder, why is he always talking about cannabis? Why cannabis? Because, man, it does a lot of great things, man. But not, not is it just the cannabis plant itself, but it's also like the hemp plant itself. When you combine the CBD and the THC together to find that perfect balance of harmony working together, man. It's a great thing, man. And that's why I keep stressing you guys to do your research, do your research, man. Trying to get off on pharmaceuticals. The VA keeps pounding down our throats, man, to deal with our all the ailments we have, whether it's PTSD, TBI, aches and pains that we got to deal with from muscle spasm, leg cramps. Hell, even them phantom pains, man, for those of us that have lost a limb or two. But I got Brian here today, man, from Hellman Valley. This guy here has a nonprofit foundation also called the Battle Brothers Foundation, man. Like I said, one of the biggest things of the Stone Vet is to find a purpose, right? After getting out, after serving for so long, whether it's four years or 40 years, what's the purpose again? What are we needing to do after we get out? Ain't nobody down our throats telling us what to do anymore, man. But I brought Brian on to tell you a little bit about his time in service and a little bit of what he's doing now to help us veterans find a purpose again, man. What's going on, Brian? How you doing? How you enjoying your day today, man? How's everything going with your new little podcast studio you got going on there? Yeah, hey, having a great day. We're coming to you live from the uh, PV Unfiltered uh, podcast, so definitely give them a plug. Check them out. Had some great guests here on this show. Um, basically, what they do is just talk about how did you find the plant, like what drew you to cannabis. So it's a uh, you know really interesting stuff, but uh, you know had some uh, meetings, but now I'm about to have some fun with my man Sergeant G here. So let's get at it. Absolutely, brother. That's pretty awesome. You got a nice studio, man. Maybe one day I'll get big enough like you to be able to have a real nice <laughs> studio back there like that. Have a nice backdrop like that, man. So so you in the Marine Corps, man, what I, I read a little bit about your backstory. Man, mm -hmm. you got to play. You got to play a little bit in the Corps, didn't you? Yeah, I got a, I'd love to say very fortunate um, all my life. Um, I learned at a young age, surround yourself with great people and they're going to make you look good. So uh, I've had some really great people make me look good uh, just being around them. So uh, just very fortunate and blessed. And uh, yeah, really had a, got to see some interesting things and really got to push my body to the limit and uh, learn a lot about myself uh, during my time in the Marine Corps. Oh, absolutely. Because you were actually, you were what the people, when they see, when they hear Marine Corps, you're like the actual guy that they see in the Marine Corps. Not some engineer like me that went out and played in the field with you guys whenever you guys wanted to go out for some training. But you actually got in there and you were actually doing some things, man. You were the, you were the guy with the, with the crazy freaking uniforms and the cover and concealment type, the, all the high speed, low drag type things, huh? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, at times I would say uh, we always laugh at 
sometimes when we have a mistake and we're like, man, imagine if people saw us now, all the things they would think about us and we just really screwed that one up. Like a door opened really loud or whatever it may be. It was like, oh my goodness. But uh, yeah, just had a, a, a tremendous time in the Marine Corps. Uh, some great friends. And I left, you know, probably at the right moment when I was a, a team commander for uh, the Marine Rangers, which is our special operations component. And I think it was the best profession to have in the Marine Corps. Um, so I was just very fortunate and blessed. Oh, absolutely, man. After you served your time there, you got you got out like all of us. We all get out. We all we all try to find a purpose again. Like, what do we do? How did you get into doing what you're doing now there with Helmet Valley? Yeah, it was an interesting road. So when I transitioned out, I took a job with an ed tech firm. And really why I wanted to do that was because I places I've been in the world, I've noticed uh, how people get taken advantage of when they do not have an education. And then I've been in certain places in the world where they select people to educate. And I was like, man, I think they're going to outcycle us and, you know, everything for a good economy and so on and so forth. You need smart people. So uh, that's what I was doing was my passion. And then that's when I kind of probably really started noticing what was going on with our veteran community myself being 100% disabled, really started seeing what was happening with the VA and some of the limitations that they were dealt um, along with the suicide and the opiates. So we really started off with our nonprofit uh, that you mentioned called Battle Brothers Foundation. And it's a three-tier approach of a personal, medical, and economic personal side. It's kind of like a big brother, big sister network. You get paired up with a veteran who has transitioned and they're just there to kind of let you bend their ear because uh, it is a, a lot more difficult than people realize. On the medical side, we help out with VA disability claims. So if a vet went all the way through, didn't get what they felt they deserved, uh, we will take a look at it, show it with our doctors. And if it makes sense to take the case, we'll do it. And we'll push to get the full disabilities um, you know, that they, they deserve. Uh, we also are able to send veterans to uh, treatment facilities if they're suffering with opiates or alcohol or post-traumatic stress or all the above. And then the last phase was the economic phase of get that veteran a job, let them have that sense of purpose like they did in the military so they hopefully can avoid making a decision they cannot come back from. And then from that, one of my other uh, founders of Helmet Valley Growers Company, uh, Andy Myers, who also is a Marine Raider, you know, one day he just started telling me how, what cannabis is doing for him. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? Like, what's going on here? And he's like, I'll be honest. He's like, I gave up a, a fifth of Jack for a joint. And it was kind of like, whoa, 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 like a slow little roll here. And he's like, listen, guys, it's great. I'm not blacking out at nighttime. I remember what happened the day before. I'm not drinking and driving and I'm waking up and I feel great. And he's like, and further, it's really helping me transition from a warrior to a gardener. I'm, I'm starting to do cultivation. And so we really took a hard look at that. And we said, you know, there's some really great advocacy groups out there, but how much is that doing? Like, I mean, at, you know, with the legislation side of the house. So we had an opportunity to talk to some members of Congress. And I just said, what do we need to do to get medical cannabis into the VA system? And they said, listen, if you can collect data and have American doctors be a part of the study, you got a good argument. And we got our marching orders, had no idea how we we're going to do it. But we did it. And, you know, I always tell people about comfort based decisions, and try to avoid them. Uh, I remember one time I got invited to a UCLA cannabis uh, symposium and I was out in LA all day trying to do stuff to, you know, get some funds and all that. And I, I really just wanted to go home, but you know, I'm like, Come, they invite you, let's just go and check it out. And 
during a coffee break, I uh, met a great guy named Alan Blatt who worked for who works for a firm called uh, Niamedic out of Israel, and they've been doing medical cannabis research for I think close up to twenty years now. And I discussed our plans and what we wanted to do. And we just kind of formed a partnership from there. And we were like, okay, let's kind of start putting a study design together. And we started looking at the cost and we're like, this is going to be very expensive to get all this done. So we tried to think of a different way of how can we get this up and going and and help uh, supply it with the money that's going to require. So we formed our uh, for purpose company called Hellman Valley Growers Company. And we're like, we can get cannabis out there. We can do hundred percent of our profits goes back to veteran medical cannabis research and really put our money where our mouths is and get behind the medicine. And we got our first sale uh, for HVGC back uh, February 20th, 2020. And we've been going forward ever since. And right now, what's very exciting for us is we have our first study design, which is going after the symptoms of post-traumatic stress utilizing medical cannabis. Um, It's sitting with an institutional review board, and we're expecting approval here very uh, soon. And what's impactful about that is it will be one of the first private studies, if not the first private study ever done in North America. And it means American doctors have cleared us for human trials using medical cannabis. Um, So we're going to do that with about a couple hundred veterans here in California, dial in what is working best, and then we're going to take it either into Michigan or Oklahoma and do what we call a retrospective study, have the same genetics, uh, administer the medicine in the same methods. And when that hits the way we anticipate it will hit, that's when we got our ammo and we'll go back in front of Congress and raise the right hand and say, here's your data. Here's your American doctors. Can we get on with this? That's awesome, man. That's man. Like you said, you got the marching orders and you got told, Hey, this is what you got to do. And this is how you got to do it in order to get seen and get heard from what you're doing. And like any other jarhead, you gave my marching orders. I know exactly what I got to do now. Yes, you know, exactly. you know, if you come in Oklahoma, man, if Oklahoma, Michigan's your options, come to Oklahoma, brother. I got plenty of people here. <laughs> I, got I got a lot of brothers here that are die die in need. They want this stuff. They know Absolutely. they they see the benefits of it and how it can how what it does. You know, one of the big things I saw that you say you don't call it a disorder. It's PTS. It's not PTSD. What's right. the purpose behind that? Why why I've seen people say that before, but why do you what what is it that you guys stay up say about it? You know, to me, I think sometimes you hear that word disorder, and I, I think it's mainly for veterans where they kind of want to shy away and they maybe don't want to talk about everything because they don't want to get diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder. And that's a problem. I mean, if you break your finger, you got to tell someone because that's the only way you're going to help it heal. Um, and so we here made a very conscious effort to say it's just post-traumatic stress. Um, there's nothing wrong with you. This is part of life. Now I will put out there for our study designs and everything we've done, the medical community still recognizes it as post-traumatic stress disorder. So you're going to see some marketing material out there and it's going to say PTSD, but I just understand why that that's what we had to do. No, absolutely. And I think that's the biggest thing that veterans are scared of. It's like, it's a disorder, dude. We all got it. We yep. all got PTSD, regardless if you served overseas or you did not serve overseas is what I stress to people. I said, the military broke you down, especially mm-hmm. Marine Corps. They break you down to nothing. And then they build you back up to what, to the warrior that they want you to be. Mm-hmm. So you're no longer yourself anymore. Now you are whatever the Marine Corps wants you to be and how they trained you to be. So you mm-hmm. have PTSD because you are no longer who you said you are. Mm-hmm. You know, me, I joined the court at 17. I didn't know who the hell I was. I was, I was a kid. I was 17 years old. I wasn't even a grown adult yet, you know, when I joined the court. But the crap I've, done, I've gone through and the crap I've dealt with, you know, I've got it. I ain't going to lie. I mean, there's, 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 there's thoughts that go through my head and I'm just like, 
dude, I would do a lot of bad things to a lot of bad people that I see in my life. And I said, I have to admit that I had, like I said, man, I got my own counselors. They actually assigned me a new shrink and all this other stuff, you know, and they, and they're like, well, you need this, you need that. I said, dude, I said, I can deal with it. I know how to deal with it on my own, but I need my camaraderies. I need my brothers here. I need my brothers to my left or my right and tell me, no, you can't do that, dude. You're not, you just can't do that. You're, you're, you're a normal civilian now. And people look down at you for talking that way about people or doing those things that you want to do, you know? Yeah. And I think that's one of the biggest things that we try to, I, I stress about, man. You, that's what we lose when we get out is the camaraderie that we once had. You know, you get out. I mean, you you have your team there. You created Helmand Valley. I was reading, I was looking at the people who are working for you and stuff. You've got a good team. You've got. Oh, a- yeah. No, it's great. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's 100%. Everyone is um, very much behind the mission. I mean, we have not taken a paycheck yet. We've just been putting everything back into the company and into our uh, research. But that's to your point, you, you want to be surrounded by people like that. And, you know, you, it almost sounded kind of easy where, you know, you're like, hey, you got your march orders and off you went. And essentially it, it was, but we were very much in an austere environment. But these guys who were uh, uh, Matt and Andy, who are also part of the team, served with me in the Marine Raiders. And uh, Matt and I actually were in recon together. Um, you know, we're, we're, very, we're very comfortable being uncomfortable. And I needed people like that, where it's just yeah. like, hey, got it go there not like hey how much am i getting paid what about this and that this is a mission of love uh this is our passion this is what we're doing we're you know we don't wear camis anymore but we still feel like we're serving uh the uniform and we're uh serving uh some of the greatest assets that we have and those are our american veterans and they deserve everything we have so we put everything in it into them and every night before i go to bed i just try to think to myself you know what have i done for a veteran today have we made a difference and that's our driving force Oh, absolutely. And what, what you're doing right now, man, I could, from my standpoint, dude, you're doing, you're doing things that nobody that we're still trying to figure out how to do. Like, what, how are we supposed to, how are we supposed to gather this information? Who, who are we supposed to talk to? How are we supposed to find these doctors to do, to conduct a study to show, Hey dude, this plant is good. It was the government that's just, that, that, that classified it back in the seventies, dude, yeah. the government screwed us and shot us in the foot, you know, in the seventies, all because of the, the war on drugs, the war on drugs, war on drugs. And they even tell you, Dude, we spent more money on the war on drugs than actually just allowed to be here. I said, whenever, like you said, the UK just legalized it. Canada is legalized. Mexico is legalized. Why do you want to be the only country trapped between two countries that's illegal for a yeah. substance that's not hard? It's a plant. It's exactly. a plant. It's not, it's not like it's something that has been put together that man-made that somebody compiled two things together and said, hey, this is what we're going to do. And. You know, this ain't this ain't crack cocaine. This ain't heroin, man. It's it's a plant that grows outside. It's like any flower. It's any rose, any lily, any lilac. It's a plant, you know. And that's one thing I try to stress to people. My wife started a Rafa 180, and Rafa 180 is a, a we do we 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 deal with medicinal grade CBD. We have a processor here here in Oklahoma City, right now. That's where she just went just now. She wants to go pick up an order that she had to restock the store with. We have our processors here. He grows his own flour and he processes it all right here in Oklahoma City. And we're able to go in there and watch him process everything to pull the CBD out of it. Mm-hmm. And what we what we what we pride ourselves on is that it's 100 percent THC free CBD. A lot of stuff you find CBD and it does have that, you know, that, that, that legal hemp limit, that 0.3 mm-hmm. percent. But even with that 0.3 percent, you can pop depending on what your job is. And if it requires you not to have any THC in your system, you will pop and you will fail, you'll get fired, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. so that's what, what that's what we that's what we pride ourselves on is that our the CBD we use is, is medicinal grade. But that's what I try to tell people. I said, when you find that perfect balance between CBD and THC, dude, it's it's like perfect harmony, man. 
Yeah. I remember one. I remember one. My, my brother, he's passed now. His, his his PTS got got the best of him, and he he's he's going to be with the Lord now. Mm-hmm. But he told me. I told him one time because he's a smoker. He's a heavy smoker. He loves smoking because the benefits, the benefits that it provided for him. You know, he got to keep ease his mind for a little bit. And I told him, I said, I found the perfect harmony, man. I, we we have a, a a CBD flower from the same company. They they're starting to sell the flower itself. I blended the perfect flower together, perfect CBD to THC ratio. And I was like, this is the perfect high. Like, like I was high, but I wasn't high. Like my body wasn't hurting. My brain wasn't racing. I was just in the perfect harmony. Like, dang, this is what it's like to feel this good, you know? And before he passed, he told me, he's like, yeah, brother. He's like, this is awesome, dude. He said, I found it. And I said, what'd you find? He said, the perfect high, man. I said, hopefully you wrote it down. So, you know, next time you get back into it, you can find that perfect balance with it, man. Because regardless, I like to be high. Don't let, don't get me wrong. I do. I do enjoy being high. I, I do enjoy the head shift. Yep. I do, but it, I think it helps me with my anxiety and my depression and all the bad thoughts I got going on in my head. Yeah. But I also like the pain management. So when you find that perfect blend with the THC to CBD ratio and you get that perfect blend in, and now the body's not hurting and the brain's in a good spot. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. That is huge. I mean, you that's, know? Uh, you know, you're kind of hitting on some of the things we're looking at with our research side. I mean, there's, you know, we're going to administer the medicine via tincture. The reason being is that's just clinically proven. I mean, we we're looking at a, you know, we're thinking about edibles and pills and the Israelis are like, listen, there's a lot of variables with that in regards to what you ate that day. So it kind of goes down a whole different system. So like, we really can't get good data from that. And then we're like, all right, well, we'll do it uh, through oil. And, you know, I'm looking at vape pens, I'm talking to these companies and they're like, oh, we got dosing this and it can dose this way. I'm like, have you done clinical trials? And they're like, no. I'm like, all right, well, I got a massive uh, one called uh, cannabis that we're doing. So I can't add another one to this. And uh, that's where we came up with the tinctures and they're like, Hey, those are clinically proven. It's good to go. And we're going to have uh, like, you know, three versions of this. We'll have a daytime variant. So you get up in the morning, you pop it, you go and you're still functioning. Just kind of like you said, the body's feeling good, but you don't have that head high. Um, nighttime, we're going to load that up with some more THC because veterans just need a higher dosage of THC at night, not, nighttime, not just to help them get to sleep, but keep them down. I mean, you get up and use the restroom, you're able to go right back to bed. You don't have to watch sports centers for okay, three hours. Um, and then also we're going to make a quick reaction force, which would be a vape pen. So that is something like the walls of the world are closing in on you and you need something quick and fast acting. As we know, when you take a hit off a vape pen within moments, you're going to feel that in your frontal lobe and you know where you're at and just kind of slow everything down and calm. No, absolutely. Down. And I know with you, what I saw from your, from your, from your, from your store, your online store and stuff, you guys, that's what Helmet Valley you got to focus most a lot on, right? It was the, the vape cartridges itself, correct? Yeah. Yeah, we did. We, um, you know, we, we, again, we get a great blessing. Uh, we were able to meet up with uh, two gentlemen named uh, George and Cody Sadler who run a company called Platinum Vape and they're actually in Oklahoma right now. So they backed us up through their one program called React, where they um, donate proceeds to various charities, and they wanted to do a veteran one, and they wanted to do Battle Brothers, and we were all for it. And then as we got talking, I told them about this Helmand Valley idea, and they literally looked at each other like, all right, get in here, and we're going to back you guys. Um, That's awesome. You know, all we do is we make them whole for, you know, everything with the, the cart, the oil, and the box, and the distro, but they don't take any money from us. Uh, so the profits come back to us. And they just want to get us up on their feet and get us going. So they really started off with the uh, the vape line in the beginning, and they've now skewed fully out. But, uh, you know, we want to take kind of baby steps and, you know, get into this and do it methodically. We got a live resin coming out here shortly, and oh. we're going to focus on that a little bit more. We're doing a uh, micro business 
that we're going to have up in uh, Lake Elsinore near uh, Los Angeles. So that'll be a storefront and a cultivation site. Uh, so we'll get some flour and everything coming out soon. And, you know, as soon as our uh, medicine with the research side's ready, that's going to be available to consumers. Uh, and that will have medically backed data to go along with it. And that would be awesome. And that's what I try to tell a lot of people that are getting into the cannabis game, trying to figure out, whoa, what kind of, how much do I take? How much medicine? How much? Th- man, that's what I try to tell people. I say, you got to find the terpene profile that works for your body, man. Not every, yeah. like, not every flower that's out there is good for you. Not all yep. of them are good for you, depending on what you're dealing with and what kind of ailments you have. You have to find that good strain, whether it's an indica strain or it's a hybrid or it's a sativa or whatever the case might be. But you got to find the terpene profile that's made up in it, man. And that's one thing that we stress about here in Oklahoma is the biggest. You got your QR code. Let me see what you got in this flower. Mm-hmm. Let me see what kind of terpenes are pu- are being pulled from this flower so I can make sure that this is the good balance for me, that I don't get some kind of I don't get something that, that doesn't agree with my body, you know? Yeah. And that's the biggest thing is making sure, like you said, you're going to have back medically backed flower that can tell you, look, this is, this is legit. Yep. And that's what I'm saying, dude, you got to come to Oklahoma. You got to get over here. Cause you're not talking like, I just like to get high. This is all I want to do is just be stoned all day long. You know, yep. but you're actually showing the medical benefits of the cannabis plant and what it can do and how it can help with you live your normal life, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like again, this is medicine. Um, uh, when Andy first brought it up to me, like I said, in the beginning of the show, you know, I tried it myself and, you know, I never thought I'd hear these words from my wife, but if I'm kind of restless in bed and I'm not getting some sleep, she's like, can you go downstairs and smoke? I'm like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like hey, worst things I could hear. And it really has made a difference and clearly has changed my life. And you know, like everything, I mean, I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. I'm not going to talk a big game. I'm going to try to, you know, walk it through all the way. And this is what we're really excited about here. We're about, we're on the cusp of doing something I think really special for our American veterans. No, you guys, you guys are doing some freaking amazing things, brother. You guys are like, literally like, I mean, this is what I've been trying to find. That's the purpose I started the show, man. It's just to, to build the camaraderie, try to reduce that 22 a day that we keep fucking losing. I fucking yeah. hate that. You know, but my wife yeah. tells me, she told she like, she told me one time, she's like, dude, she's like, you got to think about it, man. We all, we all have our own lives. We all do our own things, man. Mm-hmm. But what's that final drop that says I'm done? I can't do it no more. You know, me, I, I've been married. I've been with my wife for 20 years, dude. I've been blessed beyond all measures. She was with me before I joined the Corps. And she's been with me ever since I got out, man. She's, she's honestly a true blessing. Like she keeps me saying, dude, like I said, when you have to go to work and you hate what you do every day, but you go to work because it puts food on the table, you're going to hate life. I said, but when you start going to work and you go, hell, even if you're not making a whole lot of money, but you love what you're doing. You're going to enjoy life a little bit better. You know, you're going to be like, what do I need to do to get to my next step? Like you guys, you said you just started back in February of this year. If Helmet Valley, is that correct? Well, we really, the concept came up in 2016. So a lot of left and right turns. And it was almost like I used the analogy, like bumper balling. I mean, we were just hitting all the bumpers. And I'm like, boy, I hope we have enough <laughs> momentum to knock the pins when we finally get there. And we had everything. We, we ran into some bad actors. We had a, a really good group behind us and they kind of fell apart at the 11th hour. And, you know, the man upstairs kind of just tapped me on the head and showed me a uh, platinum vape and George and Cody. And, you know, here we are now. So uh, that's awesome. Man. No, absolutely. And, guy. You, you are doing some awesome things, man, especially doing this, your Helmet Valley for profit. And then your, your, your battle brothers for nonprofit. I mean, you're hitting it from both angles. I mean, like I said, it's a, it's a trial and error, error type thing, man. Especially when you're getting into, when you're trying to get into and trying to do your thing and trying, you're like, I gotta, I gotta figure this out. You gotta figure that. out. And it, it, a lot of it is, is associating yourself with, with like-minded people that are doing things that you're doing, that you're wanting to do. 
Yeah. When you associate yourself with those people, because then you guys have the same mission, you know, yes. when you guys have the same mission, then you guys can actually work better together. Like me, I don't, I'm not doing a lot of things, I don't, but I know a lot of people. Yeah. And the biggest thing here, especially with the stone of it, my thing is networking, meeting you guys, getting out there and being able to talk to you guys firsthand and say, Hey dude, what are you doing? This is awesome. What you doing? Hey, I know somebody that might be able to help you. I, I know somebody that knows something. It, because I'll get because I'll get people that message me and dude, I'm struggling right now with this. Let me think. If I can't help you, I bet you I know somebody that can help you. I bet you oh, I know yeah. somebody close to you that can get you what you need, get you the information you need to get to where you need to go. That's the biggest thing is to mm -hmm. taking care of our own because nobody's gonna take care of us. The only people that take care of us is our own people. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. No, that, that is great. Yeah, it definitely takes a village, and you know I think there is something to that where I know the VA is slowly getting there, but even putting in leadership positions, um, you know, you're not just a doctor, but you are a veteran. There is a compassion and a little bit of an emotional side to just say, well, this is a patient X, Y, and Z, and that's what we're going to do. No, no, no. Veterans are a little bit different. And they kind of all have, we all have our different stories, but I think there is a, a little bit there. And, um, you know, one of the things I'm really excited about is we just joined on with a group called the Veterans Action Council. And it's with people all throughout the country who obviously they're veterans uh, who are involved in cannabis and we're just trying to problem solve. And to your point, we're finding some problems and we're trying to provide solutions. You know, we know there's some needs out there, so we want to fulfill them. And to your point, it's like, you know, we're talking about the political side and who knows this and what's going on here in Capitol Hill and what's happening with these people in Alaska and all this. And we're able to kind of call each other and pass them back and forth and start working and really come up with some great solutions. So, um, you know, it's just amazing the amount of great people and great veterans I'm meeting while being in the cannabis community. Like I said, we've been doing it since 16, kind of floating around, and now we've been full in during the 2020. Um, and it's just been great. It's just amazing seeing people out there and, and winning hearts and minds. Just You're just changing the persona of this plant, and people are now starting to say, yeah, you might have something. But yeah, absolutely. The data. No, absolutely. And that's my biggest thing is always breaking the stigma. That's what I always say. Break the stigma. Let's break the stigma, dude. Like, the government gave it the stigma it has. You know what I'm saying? No matter how much you're for with the government or you're against the government, it, it, it controls the country, you know, and it sucks because you're just like, man, golly, why are we, why do we have to fight this? You know what I'm saying? I said, <laughs> it, it, it sucks the simple fact that you guys frown upon me because I tell you I smoke a little bit of THC. Yeah. Yeah. I smoke a little bit of THC versus popping a Xanax. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It really is incredible. Like, you know, just some of the things and we were talking pre-show just with some of the issues people have with THC, but it's like, yeah, I'll just go rip down a bottle of vodka and that's fine, I guess, because that's what we're used to. But that's a problem. Or, you know, you're abusing opiates or God forbid, you know, when we start seeing people run out of their opiate scripts, where do they go, they hit the streets, they're finding heroin and fentanyl. And that's a whole different issue, you know, where I think there's a lot of things we can solve and a lot of less pills people have to take if we just embrace this plant, learn about this plant and come into it with an open mind. And it's amazing what we're going to discover. No, absolutely, man. Absolutely. I mean, like I said, I always stress, do your research, do your research, do your research. I mean, just with us, like I said, with my wife owns Rafa 180 and just with the CBD standpoint of it, man, we've gotten people to come off a bunch of opioids. They've been on just with CBD itself, you know, the yeah. amazing benefits that come with CBD. And there's still people that come back to us and say, Hey man, you know, I'm having a little bit of struggle with here. See, you know, because you do it with CBD itself. I mean, there's so many different CBDs. You got CBD, CBN, CBG, you know, there's mm -hmm. a lot of things, you know, it's not just a plant. There's not, there's yeah. a science behind it. There's a lot of different things that come out 
of this plan. Yeah. But like yep. I tell people, you have to do your research. You have to look into it. You know, a lot of us are lazy. We're like, I don't want to look into that. It should already been looked. Somebody should already looked into that for me. And so I could just grab it off the shelf and just use it, you know? We would like to give a huge thanks to Rafa 180 for being a sponsor. Rafa 180 offers pure medicinal CBD. They walk alongside individuals to achieve a healthy lifestyle with options needed by each person. You can learn more about them on Facebook at Rafa CBD, their website www.rafa180.com or email at rafacbd at gmail.com. They truly believe your journey matters. Saying, I'm about to have medically backed cannabis, so you can't go on the shelf and pick up what you need because it's going to tell you everything that you need to have, right? You Absolutely. Know? And that's, and I love that too. It's like, that's the mindset I think that uh, people need to adopt is, you know, when I just see sometimes people in this country are just waiting for things to happen or waiting for handouts or waiting for this. Well, that's not the American spirit, you know, go out there and get it yourself. And if you're gonna sit around and wait for, you know, I always say the government, I mean, they're doing the best they can with what they have and all that good stuff, but they're a slow moving machine and there's politics involved. No kidding. Right. Right. Well, hell, we're just bypassing that. We're, we're not doing anything in regards to the NIDA program, nothing. I mean, like I said, it's a private IRB we're going to have, and it, we are the masters of our domain, and we can control it. It's going to be our flower and all that good stuff. And it's a lot of hard work. I mean, it's it's not easy, but it's anything worthwhile easy. You know? so, no, absolutely. It's a cliche to say, right? But, I mean, it's, it's the God's honest truth. No, absolutely, brother. I mean, everything you're speaking, I mean, just the things like that, man, that's, that's, I think that's the biggest struggle that we, that's the biggest struggle with our, I mean, like you said, the politics, that you, anything that has to go through Congress, you know, it's going to take its time. It's going to take its toll. Even when they, even if Senate does go through and they actually legalize, they did actually decide to declassify it. Mm-hmm. What are we looking at? Six to nine months before they actually get it across the table all the way around, you know, to say, okay, it's good now. Yeah. We can do it, you know? Yeah, it's just a struggle. It's a struggle. It's the frustration that comes with it. And you're just like, man, brother, like, yeah. all I want to do is smoke a joint. That's yeah. all I want to do. Yeah, Or just like, hey, I just want to live my life. That's it. You know? And if this helps me and it, it, it gets me out of these dark spots and, you know, you never exercise your demons, but hopefully you can find a spot where you can learn to fly above your demons. And no, absolutely. You know, that's what I tell people. I said a lot of the, a lot of things that we struggle with as veterans is hell. Mm-hmm. put that bitch in a box and put it on the shelf i don't want to talk to you right now i don't want to deal with you i'm gonna put you on the shelf yeah. if you fall down again i'm about to pick your ass up and hopefully not to deal with you just enough to just tuck you back in that box and put you on the shelf you know and that's yeah. one thing is, i mean i struggle with them i trust me i struggle with demons every day sure. and I, I haven't smoked cannabis in six months because of this bullshit that's going on yeah i'm struggling pretty hard you know like i said they they, they just they just assigned me a new shrink and they they're, they're hoping the shrink can, can prescribe me some medication for my brain and i'm like you sorry mom i say you just give me a joint that thing wouldn't be coming out like they're coming out yep. right now <laughs> you know yeah. it's like i got the solution this is what works for me but since you guys threw this uh legality stuff at me it's like oh okay i guess yeah. i'll do this and i mean yeah it's yeah it's, and it, it's a struggle brother it's it's a struggle and i'm just like yeah dude like i know what can help me i know what can heal me i know what helps me and like i yeah. said and they're like now you gotta go see a substance abuse counselor for what for cannabis yeah. And I go talk to the substance abuse cannabis counselors here. And they're like, why are you here to see me? Because I use cannabis. And they laugh. They're like, are you kidding me? I said, yep. They're like, it's legal. Mm-hmm. I have my card. I'm yep. completely legal in my state. Yeah. Yes, I have my card because I associate with people who use it. And if I get pulled over and they decide to dump it in my car, I yeah. want to make sure that if the police find it. I'd be like, I got my card. I'm legal. I don't, 
maybe it was one of those guys in the back that didn't want to get caught because they don't have their card. But yeah, you know, and like you said, I mean, it's with them, with the studies that they've done that they supposedly have done, you know, mm-hmm. they've already said it, man. We've put a lot of people in prison for a little bit of weed, Yeah, you know? And they're like, well, we got to, they're talking about like here in Oklahoma, prisons are full. They're stat, they plumb full all because people had a little bit of weed in their pocket. You know, yeah. and it, it, it's a damn shame that this is where it's come to. Now they're like, well, we got to try to figure out how to reduce the population. Legalize it. Yep. But like you said, man, it takes time. It's going to take it time. It's going it to take, you know, like you said, you got to provide the research and then the research has to work its way up to the top so they can see it and see, is this legit research? Have they validated? Are they getting the right validations that they need? Is it coming from the right people and stuff like that? Yeah, 100%. I mean, numbers do not lie. So if you prove it, which... We know we can because, uh, uh, no kidding, Niamedic actually published in uh, PubMed last uh, November of 19, where they really, it's kind of interesting with them, they started off using uh, senior citizens. Um, they were kind of like, well, you know, where we live in the world in Israel, um, everyone has post-traumatic stress. Clearly, they're all, um, you know, have to do their time in the military, but they're like, we live in a pretty pretty nasty neighborhood and no one likes us. Um, but they just started seeing the results are happening with the senior citizen community. And um, now they're doing everything with uh, Israeli Defense Forces to senior citizens and everyone in between. And they're showing that medical cannabis. And I mean, you should see the reduction rates. I mean, it's like like from a one to 10, 10 being the worst. You're having people who are pain thresh, you know, they're at a level 10. Once they use cannabis, they're dropping down to a level two, which is insane. Oh, wow. I mean, there's incredible data. So it's all there. It's proven. Um, they put, published it in PubMed. And we've had some talks with some very uh, high up officials in Washington. They asked, they're like, you know, bottom line, does it work? And the Israelis like, it does. And we're going to show these guys how to do it. We're going to have an American doctors with us. And just to say, hey, just read the study and you'll, you'll learn it all. And, you know, we're being very transparent. We want people, like I want the VA to know exactly what we're doing. We want to get as much information or feedback from them as close as they can walk up to that line because, you know, it's still Schedule One narcotic and they're a federal agency. But we just want to kind of work with them and let them know what we're doing so it's no big surprise. I mean, as soon as I get this IRB, I'm going to be in D.C. and I'm going to make friends with both Democrats and Republicans and let them know what we're doing. And I'll be like, come with us. You know, don't worry about it. I'm not asking you guys for money. I'm not asking anything. We'll take care of that. That's what we do. But we want to teach and educate you guys and hopefully they have an open mind with it. No, absolutely, man. That's what I try to tell people. Like, like I me, mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm a right wing nut, like anybody else, any other vet out there. But I, I tell you straight up, dude. I, I'll listen to you. You left wing people. I don't care. You left. You right. You don't care. I'll listen to you. Give me. Talk to me. Talk to me as a normal person. I'm a person yep. first before I'm a left or a right. I'm a person. You're Just American first. I'm I mean, an American. I, I, yeah. I've been asked a question. They're like, are you Democrat or Republican? I'm like, I'm an American. I'm like, did I just blow your mind? I mean, we don't. <laughs> right. Did I just blow yeah. your mind with that? <laughs> so it, it's crazy where I'm like, hey, that's what compromise is. I mean, you never go into negotiations with four things and walk out with all four. I mean, you're going to get two, you're going to get one, whatever, but it's still progress. And that's how this life goes. And, you know, I, I think that's where the country needs to, you know, maybe hit the pause button and reflect of who we are and, you know, don't turn on each other. That's the only way America can get defeated is when we turn on each other. But no and one that's, can- what, that's where the hell we're at right now in this country. It's sad to say, and it's sad to see all the all the crap that's going on. You're just like, dude, just open your mind up a little bit. Listen, open your ear. You got two ears to listen, right? That's what they that's one thing I learned as a kid, man. You got two ears to listen, one mouth to speak. Yeah. There's yeah. a reason why you only have one mouth. You got two ears so you can listen to somebody. People struggle with something. People are struggling with something every day. You may not be able to relate. 
but listen to him. That's the most, that's the most, that's the best thing you can do for somebody is to take a moment out of your day. You got 24 hours, take 10 minutes to listen what they have to say. And if you can't help them, be like, dude, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for you. I'm sorry you're going through that right now. Mm-hmm. But that's mm-hmm. what that's what's wrong. I think that's what's wrong with the majority of America is that we're too selfish. We're only worried about ourselves and what's going on with our lives. We don't want to go out yeah. and help, help somebody out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I can agree with that. But hey, man, I do appreciate you actually taking the opportunity to sit here and talk with me for some time, man. Actually be able too to feel, easy. That, feel that camaraderie again, man. It's a, for it's, sure. it's, it's a long time, man. Like, I think that's the biggest struggle. Like I said, for me, it's the camaraderie, man. It's mm-hmm. having to go through and have that camaraderie, that, 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 like, damn, it's been a while. I ain't seen you in a while. How you been? You know, type thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, that's one thing we all struggle with as veterans is the camaraderie that we have that we lost while we were in. Reach out to your brothers and your yeah. sisters, man. Reach yeah. out. I mean, you go on any Facebook group, you can go anywhere. Mm-hmm. They're there. Yeah. Even you know them. You you think you don't know them, but you know them because why? You all served. You all yeah. served together. You all signed that same dotted line and said, I'll take a bullet for your ass. I don't know who you are, but I'll take a bullet for your ass because if they start coming down range, we got each other six. And yeah. that's the biggest thing, man. What else you got for us, man? You got anything else before we get out the show here for Helmet Valley or your Battle Brothers Foundation? No, you know, if people want to get involved and uh, help us out, I mean, obviously we sell in California and we all know the rules, what we do here in California is to stay in California. But if, um, we do have uh, some great apparel lines. If you go on the uh, HVG company website, uh, go to our apparel, you'll check out. Uh, we got hats, hoodies, all this stuff. Uh, it, it's really great. It's really taken off. Um, and we put all of our proceeds that goes right back to our veteran cannabis research. Um, if you want to donate to battle brothers, uh, you can go on a uh, battlebrothersfoundation.org and you can donate to us. And, uh, that, that would be some great stuff. And, you know, kind of lastly, we just want to let everyone know, I mean, when you're looking at our stuff here with Helmand Valley Growers Company and where it came from, uh, the unit I served in, uh, with the Marine Raiders, we were in the Helmand province in Afghanistan. And when you served there in our unit, you became part of the Helmand Valley Gun Club and you get an HVGC tattoo on you. So we really wanted to make a military niche to this. And we threw HVGC up on the wall. And we're like, well, Helmand Valley Growers Company. And we're like, well, that, well, that works. So we went, we briefed all the boys and we're like, hey, this is what we're doing. If anyone's got a problem, let me know. And we'll, we'll, we'll change the name. We'll figure something else out. And the guys love the idea. And they're like, hey, not only do we support you guys, but uh, when we get out, we want to get a job with you. And we're like, that's that's no problem. But, you know, even with our uh, our logo here, you know, I'll pull up my, my hat, a little cheap plug. And uh, you see, we got the cannabis flower and you see five stars there. That's the uh, Southern Cross constellation. So if people aren't like know what that is. It's only visible out in the, uh, the South Pacific. The Marine Raiders of World War II would use this to do celestial navigation to get to and from the objective. And we wanted to incorporate that uh, star constellation into our logo because we've had a lot of great men and women go forward and fight for our country. And uh, physically, they've returned back to the United States, but maybe they're not all the way back here spiritually. And Helmet Valley Growers Company, we want to be that guiding light so we can help those uh, great American veterans live that American dream that they fought so hard to defend. Man, that's awesome. Man. That's, man, that's just a history on that, man. Just some wrinkle history for you guys yeah, right there. Absolutely. There's a, there's a, there's a reason why that. people get mad at the Marines, because guess what? That we all about history, man. And when We're you got the history to show it, when you got that history to stand up for what you believe in, man, people are like, oh, you mother. It's, it's you know, that's a, such a funny, because my dad's a, you know, army dog who's in a intel. So, you know, I always say army intel is kind of like an oxymoron to me. But, um, <laughs> you know, I was just like, you know, I one time I said something like, hey, man, happy birthday. It was the Army birthday. He goes, what are you talking about? And I'm like, it's the Army's birthday. And he's like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, dude, like, 
10 November 1775 is like engraved in our head. And I got, you know, Tommy back here, you know, Navy guy, you know, they think 13 October 1775, you know, they're a little bit older than us, but it, it's, we're fanatical about our history. I mean, we know everything to our uniforms, what everything means and all that stuff. And that's what we kind of went with when we developed our brand for Helmand Valley Growers Company. It's a, it is a brand with a soul and, you know, it's a, it's a mission purpose company. And, uh, you know, it's just not here to go make money. It's to solve a problem and help these great American veterans. So we're just proud. Oh, absolutely, bro, man. I, well, let me know what I can do to get Hellman Valley in Oklahoma city, man. I will yeah. quit my job and come and start this and get you established in Oklahoma. You say, well, you well Hey, support people. platinum vape while you guys are out there. I mean, they I'll are definitely look at platinum stuff. vape. They hook us up. So definitely, definitely check out them. platinum vape as well. I know we got one of you California companies out here. Cookies. I don't know how familiar you are with cookies. Yep. Sure. But they're here in Oklahoma now. They they decided to put their footprint here, and I think they need to put a big a big HVGC out here as well, man, so we can get that. Hey, we would love it. We would love it. Well, I'd absolutely love it, man. You let me know what I need to do on my end to get you guys out here. You say you want to come here in Michigan. Screw Michigan. Come to Oklahoma. <laughs> I guarantee you, you'll love it better. You won't have to, we don't have to be so scared at night like you do up in, up in Detroit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All good. All, <laughs> you know? all good. Hey, brother, I appreciate everything you're doing, man. Continue pushing forward. Continue striving, man. I appreciate you going above and beyond like always. Like any freaking jarhead always going above and beyond the call of duty to ensure yep. that they provide the best resources that are out there to help protect their brothers and sisters, man. I do appreciate everything you're doing, man. Yeah, I love it, man. I love what you're doing. I thank you for this opportunity to be able to bring you on the show and just talk oh, with you, you and just hang out with you and just see what you're doing and where you're going now after getting out of the Marine Corps, man. Yeah, for sure. And let's keep this going. Love to come back on your show again and just kind of update you guys on our progress. As Absolutely, we, uh, bro. Journey. I would love to have that. I'll definitely keep in touch. Like I said, I got you. I got you. I got your information. You're definitely going to be coming back on the show. Cause like I said, Perfect. as soon as this shit gets up to the Senate, we, we got to make sure the Senate gets their heads out of their asses and say, all right, let's yeah. go ahead and get this shit decriminalized. You know, yep. Yep. I appreciate you guys taking the time out of your day to listen to the show, hanging out here with Brian, another jawhead like myself, man. You know, you, you know how we are. We always, you know, why the Marines are the best, right? Because we are the best. You know, we always will be, always have been, you know. I don't care about you Army guys. You guys always want to give us some shit. But guess what? We still here. We still doing it, man. We serving our purpose, man. Remember here at the Stone Vet, we got your seat. I'm feeling so grateful. Thank my makeup for this wonderful day. Ain't tripping on them right now because everything straight. I'm feeling so grateful. Thank my makeup for this wonderful day.